When Virginia photographer Amy Yang got into photography, her husband was deployed and she was a new mama wanting to share images that made him feel like he was a part of their baby's life. Eventually, that love of photography turned into a high-end portrait photography business. Once Amy took a hard look at her numbers, she realized that she wasn't charging enough, but there was one problem. She didn't believe in herself or believe she was worth the prices she needed to charge. Today, Amy's sharing her journey from underpriced and selling digital files to earning six figures in her photography business and being voted by members of our peak performance coaching community as Sherpa slash coach of the year. So the real question is, how are portrait photographers like us able to run a profitable business and still put our families first without selling digital files for cheap and working all the time? I'm Sarah Petty, your host of the Worth Every Penny Joycast. And I went from a stressed out, overworked mama with three babies to being named one of America's most profitable photographers without working my kids' lives away. Each week, I'll show you how to find and serve boutique portrait photography clients in a world where we compete with free thanks to everyone having a digital camera in their pocket. Take the first step to adding more joy and profit to your life by downloading your free photography business tools at joyofmarketing.com forward slash podcast. Welcome, Amy Yang. Hello. (laughs) I'm so happy for you to be here with me. And I know Amy is not the comfortable person talking about herself And I know typically that's the case with people who win awards in our community. They want to make it not about them, but today we're going to make it about you, Amy. All right. Oh, fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Listen, I want to share some of the things that people said about you. And, um, I hope that you just let it pour over you. People saying she's constantly shown up to lead Joy Sparks, which is our daily accountability program. And it has been the single most consistent peak performer thing in my life. I love her and her commitment. Amy's continually serving by looking for needs of the community. One is, and it, one example, and this might be my favorite, Amy, is how she saw the general overwhelm after immersion. So when everybody comes to my city for two days and everybody's so excited and they go home and they're like, oh gosh, what do I do first? And so she just decided, I'm going to get with everybody Monday morning and we're going to put together a plan your week. (laughs) And it's so cute, Amy, because one day someone goes, well, I was at Amy's class and I was like, what's Amy's class? Like, I didn't even know what's happening. And I was like, I just love this. When my leaders decide, Hey, this could serve me and this could serve other people. And I'm just going to do it. And, and let it, if, if someone doesn't like it, they can let me know, but you know, I'll, I'll ask for forgiveness later. And I was like, no way, dude, let's just do this. And I just have like a page and a half of gushing, gushing things. I'm going to actually send those to you too. I want you to put them in your tenacity journal, which all students have, which is love and great things people have said about you. So that if you're ever having a bad day, it's like, (laughs) wow, I'm, I'm making such a difference in other people's lives. So I will send that to you for everybody listening. You might be thinking, okay, what, why should I listen to this podcast? What's this about? And I really want you to just take a moment 
And listen to Amy's story because everybody in our community comes from a different background, has different, what we call head trash stories. They tell themselves about why they can't make more money or why they can't charge what they're going to charge. And I mean, Amy's husband was deployed, had a little baby trying to figure all of it out. So Amy, share with everybody a little bit about that time in your life when photography wasn't cutting it and like, how were you trying to justify the work you were doing? Like, what did your life look like back then? Yeah. So, um, I feel like I want to step back one step even further than that and say that I was not the person that always carried around a camera. I don't have the story that, you know, I've had a camera in my hand since I was five years old and I always knew this was what I was going to do. I, I'm not that person. I have two college degrees. I was a marine biologist. I was going to be a marine mammal vet. Like that was my path. Um, And then um, the army decided to deploy my husband and my, yeah, that, that all went out the window. (laughs) So, um, you know, they deployed him. I had a brand new baby and I started hiring photographers to take pictures of him every, you know, month because I was like, he's changing so fast. This is our first baby. Isaac has no idea what he's going to look like. You know, I want him to have everything I can give him. So I was rapidly blowing through money and my husband's like, hold, hold, please. Um, that's a lot of money going out the the window, (laughs) um, not out the window, but, uh, so I was like, all right, let me ask somebody, how, how do I get a camera? Like I can, I can surely figure out well enough to, you know, go in between the big milestones. Hey, Amy, what year yeah. was this? Was this pre-digital? Was it still <clears throat> film or was it post-digital? No, it was, it was, uh, 2010, no, two, yeah, tw- 2009, 2009. Right. Yeah. So, so digital was a thing and cameras became more affordable. You weren't paying for film and developing. So you're like, yeah. I can get a camera yes. too much and I can just yes. do this. I can figure this yep. out. Yep. Yep. Um, and so that's what I did. I stayed up late nights on the computer, nursing my son, like constantly, like on the, you know, there was online learning at that point to some degree. Um, and actually, I don't think I've ever told you this, Sarah, but <clears throat> I found you way back then. I don't know if I took an online course or I had a printout of something about pricing because my friends started asking me, hey, will you take pictures of my kid? Blah, blah. And I was like, well, I'm, I should charge for this. So I actually started out as a print photographer <laughs> because good somebody girl. gave me good advice. Good girl. Um, so I started, got the business license, did that for the remainder. My husband was deployed for 18 months. So for the remainder of that year, probably I ran the business in the place that I was. Um, and then he came home and we moved across the country and I had another baby and everything stopped for probably two years. Um, and then I decided, okay, maybe I'm going to start it up again. And I caved to the digital pressure. I was like, oh, I'm just going to do digital files. It's easier. I don't have to worry about printing things. There's no overhead, you know, all the reasons that we tell ourselves this is the, what we need to do. Um, And so that was like 2013 ish. Um, And so started the business up again, um, ran it purely digital for probably a year, year and a half. And then I was like, I really do want to add some product back in because what are they doing with these files? Like, 
nothing, but I felt like I had to keep selling files and offer products. But most of my clients still just came and bought files. Um, you know, I'd rejoice a little bit when somebody bought a canvas, but they were, you know, few and far between. Um, and so I built the business, uh, oh, well, and then I had two more kids. I had twins in 2015. So, you know, we just keep adding to the, to the pile. Um, and, uh, when I, when I had them like, well, life halted a little bit because four kids, like five and under is a lot of kids. Um, but, uh, looking at the amount of time that I had, and the numbers of what was coming in, I felt like I had grown the business as much as I could in the hours that I had in the model that I had. And I, I just beginning of 2020, after that tax return came in, I sat down with my husband. I was like, this is, this is impossible. Like I, there are no more hours to get any more money. And like, this is as good as it gets. And this isn't good enough for, I was paying a babysitter to be with my twins every yeah. day. And I was paying her more than I was paying myself. <laughs> yeah. That's when so, it's painful. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. you were working, like you have four little kids and you're working, like, how did you feel? How, how are you showing up in your life? Like as a mom and a wife and a leader of your family? Oh my gosh. Like not, <laughs> if I'm honest, like not because I needed every second to be editing at the computer or trying to figure out what's my next mini session going to be, or, you know, nursing a kid or, you know, like, yeah. So I was constantly up, not sleeping, not because I had babies waking up in the middle of the night. I had that, but also because there was stuff that had to be done. Like there were photos to edit, there are emails to, you know, all the things. So did you ever think like, I should just quit or I may, what if I got like a job? Did you consider either of those options as you were going along? So I never thought, what if I get a job? Um, but I did think like, what, like, what am I even doing? Like there definitely came a point, uh, it was 2018 uh, where I was like, okay, like I have to either like go for this and make it like make a real run for this or I'm done. Like, because it's too much stress on the family. I don't feel like I'm a good mom. I don't feel like I'm contributing enough for the amount that I'm away. Um, so it's now or never we're, we're going to, and I went and got the studio and that was my make it or break it. I gave myself a year to, do it. And, and I did do, do that to where I could sustain the studio and all of that. But then in 20, like beginning of 2020, this was COVID hadn't hit yet, but I was like, okay, like I'm not feeling good about my contribution to the family monetarily for this work. So I would like to actually make like good money for what I'm doing because I thought I was decent. Like I deserve to make a decent amount of money. What was um, that? If I can jump in, in your mind, where was that like 50 grand? Like what number? Yeah, were, so I was thinking like, like yeah, I was like, I have two degrees. If I went to work right now, base, what would I make? 65K. Like that's like entry level. So that was my number. Like if I went and used my degrees, this is what I would be making. So if I'm not going to use those degrees, that's what I need to be making. Love it. Love it. So 
but you weren't making that, especially if you had a studio, that's an expense, right? So now you're putting more pressure on yourself. Okay. So then COVID hit and what changed when you like, you know, brick to uh, all of us. yeah, COVID hit. And I was like, well, fudge, um, how am I going to pay for anything? Um, I need more clients, right? That's, that's what you always say. Everyone's like, I need more clients, Sarah. And, I just, uh, everything's yeah, I fine. Just, I just need more clients. That's, yep. the, that's the solution. Yes. Yeah. Cause I can clone myself and deal with those more clients. Like there, there's no more time for that. Um, so, uh, I was scrolling Facebook actually, and, uh, I, one of your little ad things popped up and I was like, oh yeah, I remember this lady's name. Like, I remember I read her like worth every penny thing, like a long time ago. Like, let me see what she's up to these days. So I just popped it up and it was like to log in, to watch a webinar. I'm like, okay, I got nothing else to do. Might as well. So you're and it was individual classes back then. So I was like, I'm only buying the one that's for finding more clients. Um, and then I ended up doing boutique break <laughs> breakthrough after like listening to the whole thing. I was like, all right, um, maybe I do need to like look at my pricing. Maybe I should go back to selling more product. Maybe, maybe she's, maybe she's on to something with this whole Prince Rock thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you jumped in and what happened, what opened up for you? Cause you, it wasn't like you, you'd never heard of this model. You'd heard about it from me, whatever, back 15 years ago. And then you're like getting back into it, learning all the nuances of it. What was it shocking? Were you, did you feel reinforced? Like what was going through your head during that time? So, um, I will be honest and say, I didn't a hundred percent buy into the no digital thing even after boutique breakthrough, because I was like, well, we have family overseas and I want to be able to share those images with them. And, you know, so that was a struggle for me. Um, but, uh, so my mom passed away during that boutique breakthrough class and on the back of finding out like, Oh, remember, remember when we went and took these pictures? Wait, but where's mom? Like mom's not in those pictures with us because mom is the one taking the pictures. Um, and realizing, you know, gosh, I, I have pictures of my mom with my kids because I made sure to do those every time we saw my mom. So I'm very grateful for those, but I don't have any pictures of me with my mom. Um, so that started the change of like, okay, these prints do matter existing in the photos do matter. And the photo can't live somewhere. Nobody else knows where it is. Yeah. Like it needs to be out for you to see every day. So that's, started, started my shift. Got it. And so you started seeing that and then you started getting bigger orders. Like what just like summarize kind of the progression. Was it like one certain order that made you double down and be like, all right, this is the way I've got to go. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it was one particular one, but a culmination of some of like some of the clients that I've had in, um, I had a mom come in to do a photo session with her daughter. Uh, she has Lou Gehrig's disease. She knows she's going to die in the next 10 years, but she had this one baby who doesn't have the disease and she wanted this for her. So we did a big canvas for her, like amazing, like changing lives. Right. Um, some younger girl clients who have had issues that knowing that they see that portrait has helped them with their mental health issues. Um, 
I've had, um, you know, it's just a culmination of those type of, of clients that have come in that have been extra, like touched my heart extra that I'm like, okay, this is why I do this. Wait, this is why, like, you don't have to be terminally ill to like, know that it's important for your kids to be on the wall to your, for your kids to have a photo that they see of you loving on them every single day. Like you just normal people need this. Not, not, not just if you have some kind of extenuating circumstances. So, um, I think that like now three years later, like, yeah, I'm all in, like you need this, like, no, you don't need a file that it's going to live on your hard drive somewhere. And you're like, this is my Lucas's first year computer. And this is my, you know, like, or hard drive. Like you need it out where you can see it and be like, oh my gosh, look at how chubby his legs were. And like his hair was so blonde. He looked bald and like total old man. Like you need that. Yeah. And hard drives soon might be like, what's a hard drive and how do I access it? I mean, technology changes so fast. And I think everybody listening can relate to the fact that they, they know there's some image or file or something somewhere that they mean to go find and like have no idea where it is, you know? And so I love that you really articulated you know, sometimes when I'm talking with students or, or potential students about the math, you know, like this is how you can make that living instead of being a marine biologist that would start at 65K. Like this is the math to portrait photographer. And it feels so like math and yucky and salesy. And, and for you, I love how you've really articulated that, the, that, like what you're doing for people and how you're changing lives and how important that is. People have choices, a lot of choices of how they can spend money and what they can pay for. And I believe like you, like to my death, there's no better place people can invest in, in once they have food and shelter, like obviously safe, you need to be safe. You need to have a home and a food for your family, but people are, that's not what they're wasting their money on, right? They're buying cars and, and dumb things that in 10 years, they're not even going to have in their life. So I love that. So Amy, how long did it take you? Do you even remember to pass like that first 65 K? Cause that was that first number that you were like, I want to hit. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, it was the second year. So the first year I wasn't even in the program, like a full year, but, um, I matched what I had made the previous year in the studio on the old method. Um, and I was in less than six months of that year. And so the second year, the studio hit six figures in that year. Um, so yeah, we've been six figures since. Isn't that crazy guys, six figures from someone who is completely capable, but underperforming, right? I mean, sort of like when you see athletes that are under coached, you're like, God, you have so much talent, but you're at this <laughs> small school and you don't have like the coach is never there. And it's like, if you actually got coached and got like in a better program, you, you like could be an Olympic athlete. <laughs> and I love that. It's interesting too, because, um, maybe you could talk for a second about, it wasn't super easy for you. Like everybody has their different place. They struggle in the whole business, but the whole average sale thing, like for, I remember sitting in my kitchen at my studio, your first time you came and we're all eating and hanging out. And, and you were saying, I'm just not, you said I'm booked for so like months and I'm not getting the average sale. You were still serving some digital file photographers. And I was like, girl, you're getting booked and you're not 
your average, you are, you are fighting against that average sale number. And I think people, you know, maybe when they're listening to the podcast, they're like, oh, but it was easy for Amy. Like it has not been easy for Amy. Oh, like that's where, you know, as a coach, I, everybody kind of has their different place that they need to be like nudged or pulled a little bit. And I know for you, I'm like, gosh, Amy, your photography is so good. And you're, you're, you're serving people, but like the digitals have to go because, you know, you got over that hump, but then looking at average sale and you start working hard again. And it's like, you could make, if you just doubled your average sale, which is totally possible, you could work half as much and make the same amount, or you could work the same amount and make twice as much. So we talk a little bit about that progression for somebody who's listening, who's like, oh my gosh, charging freaks me out. I could never make that. I could never get that. Cause I think the hearing your story will help some people. Yeah. Um, so I really fought against it for a while because I thought I would never pay that. I would never be able to pay that. And what kind of a person am I, if I'm asking somebody else to pay that much when I wouldn't be able to do that? Um, and yeah, so I was hung up there for a long time. Like, okay, like more than a thousand seems like a lot for people to be spending. Um, and so I just thought, oh, I'll, I'll just book more people at a thousand. I'll be, it'll be all gravy. But then I found myself in the same position where like, okay, I'm making a little bit more money but not a little bit, I'm making more money, but still there's only so many hours and I couldn't serve them the way that I wanted to. I like, I'm a relational person. I like talking to people and like pouring into individual people. And when you're like, for lack of a better word, like a mill, you can't do that. There's not enough time to like get to know them, to you know, uh, have the conversation where the mom reveals why I'm here because I have Lou Gehrig's disease, you know, like I couldn't do that because I had to be like, Hey, great. We're doing a portrait session. Like, here's colors, da, 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 move on. on. Um, and so when I realized that that is how I am a photographer, do my best work, but also like am fed as a person, um, I had to take a hard look at, it's just math. It's the numbers. Like If I need three times as much time to do that, I need to charge three times as much money. Um, So that was part of it. And then the other part of it is just like uh, accepting uh, that I am worthy of making a decent income. Like I am worthy of making money, no matter how much that is. Like that I do have a skill uh, that is valuable, um, that like, really I am giving my clients a gift. I'm not like holding something hostage, which is how I used to feel. Um, I am giving them a gift of breathing this moment for them, of, um, providing them a piece that they're going to cherish forever. Um, and it's okay for me to make a living from that. Yes. And, you know, I love having watched this progression from like a front row seat, but also you mentioned, you know, knowing you're needing to charge more, but some of the changes with you were more strategic in how you photographed the session, right? The product mix that you photographed sort of helped open up those 
orders instead, because you do some specialty things and you're photographing for that one big image, but then they were just buying that one big image. It's like, if you actually do this series and this collection and, you know, throw in the parents, throw in a sibling, do a sibling session or a sibling companion piece, like you can double or triple just sheerly by what you're creating, you know, like having a bigger, little big, bigger menu at your restaurant, instead of like, we only have steak and that's all you can get. But it's like, what if you add sides and salad and appetizers and all the things around it? So I I feel like that took part in that growth. Do you agree? Oh yeah, for sure. Knowing like the strategy behind, like, I would feel like, okay, if they're coming in for this type of session, that's, that's all I'm photographing. But then like, the rest of the family is there, like, you know, and so it's an easy switch to then be like, okay, we've got sister all done up, like, let's throw a little brother in there and do a few of them together. And the parents love those. And it's not like, I would always think that has to be a separate session that they would book me for, but it's, that's not the case. So I wasn't using my session time to its greatest potential either. So yeah, love it. So how do you feel you're showing up as a mom and a wife and a a leader of your family as your orders are going up and yes, you're making more and you're, you're in that regard, but how do you feel different as a person? Um, I actually like am proud of myself and what I do. I always kind of was like, oh yeah, I'm a photographer, you know, like, but didn't really want to talk about it. Um, and like, now I'm really proud to say that, um, I was able to pay for my family to have a week long beach trip last, uh, summer, which we had never done before. And the kids know like, Hey, that's because mommy like made the money to do that, you know? Um, and, uh, our little, so we get trophies, uh, for our different, uh, well, I got my trophy for Sherpa of the year. Um, and my daughter, we took her to dinner last night and in the back of the car, we're, we're building a built-in shelf in my office. And she was like, Oh mom, you got to put your trophies on there. She was like, you got to put both of the ones you got for the Sherpa of the year. And also for, for your hundred K plus one. And she was like, you know, and you're, you, you're just the best boss in the world. And you have a mug that says that. That so like so cute. just knowing they're proud of me too. Um, it's like, it's amazing. So. Yes. And having that time, you know, I think that was the biggest game changer for me was feeling like I was showing up as an exhausted mom and not as my happy, normal self. And have you felt that too, of like, I'm actually present and I have, I can sit and have a conversation. I'll be like, kids, you got to get to bed. Cause I got to retouch. Yeah. Yeah. No, they're, I'm like, Oh, do we want to, you want to stay up last night? We stay up an extra half an hour. Like let's read books. Like, what are we, what are we working on? Some mouse with his mystical robot or whatever. Like, you know, like that wouldn't have happened before. Cause I, I had to like, I can only stay awake till 1130 tonight and I have got to get this session edited. So peace out, have a good night, you know, um, or just having the time to take her to dinner. Like we just asked the kids, Hey, daddy and I want to go have dinner, which one of you would like to come with us. One, we wouldn't have been able to afford to go to dinner by ourselves, but two, like having the time to just be like, which one wants to have extra time with mommy and daddy tonight? Let's go have some dinner. Like that's, that's something that I know they're not going to forget that they will remember that we were there to do those one-on-one things with them. And that's not something I could have given them before. 
Oh, I love that. So guys, if you're listening to this and you've been telling yourself the story that you can't run a business and have a happy family life, like look at Amy, you can. (laughs) Amy, thank you so much for being here and sharing your story and being vulnerable. Like, you know, we all go through hard things. So thank you. Of course. Of course. Guys, Amy is one of those students who I've seen completely transform before my eyes over the last few years from someone who wrestled with her worth and believing in herself to someone who has stepped into such a big leadership role in this community and been, she's been voted by her peers as Sherpa of the year. Amy, I'm so proud of you and what you have accomplished in the example you're setting, not just for our community, but for your family. So thank you so much. Thank you. Hey photographer, it's Sarah again with a quick question for you. Do you ever wonder why some photographers make $300 a session and others make 3000? I know I did. So I dug deep into what's going on and I wrote a book for you called Worth Every Penny. You can get a free copy at joyofmarketing.com forward slash free book. Inside this book, you'll learn four ways to price your photography and why there's just one pricing strategy that attracts the best clients. What to do when you need clients and why paying for ads doesn't work and what to do instead that's way cheaper. The do's and don'ts of social media, what most photographers are doing wrong that lowers their profits and what to do instead. I'm not sure there's a book on the planet that more photographers have read. 23,124 photographers have it already, so I want you to have it too. Grab your copy of the hardcover book free here. Just pay a little for shipping and handling at joyofmarketing.com forward slash free book.